Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners, the Florida Coaches Coalition, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, We Coach, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These organizations are something that you should add to your network, and uh, we encourage you strongly to get involved with them. Now, don't hit that fast-forward button. Please stay with us for the next three minutes and listen to our podcast sponsorship announcements. We only have eight of them. They're all great companies that would be a great addition to your team at your school. So here's our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets for all of your events, not just athletics, but things like school plays and concerts, school dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Hometown's going to provide you with a dedicated client success manager to give you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started today. Simple and easy online ticketing. We want to thank Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com. Check out how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom content for your school social media channel. We want to thank Huddle. Go to Huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the smart tools, the um, analytics, uh, the mobile accessibility, and your coaches will too. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school at Huddle.com. We want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that highlights your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and in the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that helps you tell more compelling stories that will better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And when you're ready to purchase, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thank you to Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an AD, including Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and Snap Store, and of course, there's Snap Raise, their fundraising platform that we have used with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where they will provide you with your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else does that. Go to snapraise.com for more information. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. One of the best purchases I ever made was a Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Table. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. 
Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their boards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We'd like to thank Final Forms for their support. Whether you're an athletic director, an IT professional, or even a school superintendent, Final Forms can help you prepare for your best season ever. For athletic directors especially, Final Forms can help your parents with reminders about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with their own certification along with communication with their teams. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to someone who gets it, somebody who's walked in your shoes. For more information, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors usually only hear back from about 2%, that squeaky wheel parent or a frustrated student athlete. And we need to hear back from them so we can affect positive change. But we also need to hear back from the 98% that really love and support our program. And that's where athletic surveys comes in. They can create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. So go to athleticsurveys.com, set up an appointment today. That's athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We've got another first today. Uh, we've had a number of international athletic directors, but I believe this is our very first visit to Nigeria. And we're going to be visiting with Nick Leeson. Nick is a certified athletic administrator. and He's the director of athletics at the American International School of Abuja. Did I say that right? Yeah, Abuja. Abuja, uh, and that's in Nigeria. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Jake. It's, it's a pleasure. I tell you, listened to a couple of these recordings and episodes already, and glad to glad to be on here. Well, we're always excited to hear anyone's stories, but I think that international ED has a certainly a unique perspective. So, let's go and jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So. Give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up. Uh, certainly take us through those high school and college years, and then we'll take a break, come back and hear more about your early working career. So what's the Nick Leeson origin story? Well, I was uh, born in Clarksburg, West Virginia, which is up by Morgantown, by the university up there. Uh, grew up in Abingdon, Virginia, which is a small town in Southwest Virginia, right near the Bristol, Tennessee, uh, Virginia border, uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, you know, growing up, it was one sport after the other, uh, just trying to stay busy. Uh, played football, basketball, baseball, ran track in high school, um, did all of that, you know, everything, anything I can play I, uh, involved with. Um, luckily, I was got a preferred walk-on scholarship or not a scholarship, but end up getting a scholarship later on, but preferred walk-on opportunity at Virginia tech uh, to play football up there. Uh, kind of followed in my father's footsteps who played in the 
early 80s um, at Tech. Uh, I was a long snapper. I actually went in as a linebacker and then got a concussion my redshirt year. So just started long snapping, um, which that, it turned out great. I ended up, you know, snapping for uh, three years. Got a scholarship my junior year. So I was on scholarship for two years. Um, got invited to the afterwards. Um, got invited to the 2007 Senior Bowl as a long snapper, one of the first true long snappers, me and uh, Brett Good out of Arkansas were there. I uh, went to the, you know, the, the combine, did the whole combine experience in 2007. I picked up by uh, the Ravens as a rookie free agent in 2008 or 2007, and then uh, got picked up by the Giants in 2009. Wow. Um, I, I always make the joke that uh... – you know, my uh, injuries and lack of talent uh, kept me out of the NFL. But uh, it's always cool to hear those stories. Um, you know, take us back through the, the those days. You know, uh, you know, you're you're at the combine. You know, you have the tryouts, et cetera. Um, you know, was it? Um, and again, having never been there, I can't say. But you know, was it? Uh, you know, stars in your eyes. You know, wow. You know, what am I doing here? Or was it? You know, hey, I worked hard. I deserve this. I'm just as good as that guy. Uh, you know, what was your mindset back then? Nah, I mean, you know, being a, you know, a long snapper at tech, kind of, you know, being with coach Beamer who's a hall of fame coach, uh, you know, and, and kind of the special teams guru in college football kind of prepared you for it a little bit. Cause I mean, you know, there was a major emphasis um, at tech and, and special teams. Um, however, it was a shock to kind of get invited to the senior bowl. You know, and, and I and honestly, I, you know, I was never really expected to get, you know, go to a, one of those all-star games after after college or anything like that. And I was sitting there and got a call from one day um, and they're inviting me to the to the senior bowl. So I'm like, yeah, I, I, I guess type of deal. You know, I, I wasn't sure. So I called my agent up. He said, did you say yes? I was like, no, but he's like, we'll call him back. And, you know, so I called him back and, you know, that kind of helped out with the, with the, um, with the combine, you know, but, you know, being at the senior bowl, you're there with, you know, Heisman trophy winners, all Americans, national championship winners. And here I am as a, you know, a little long snapper. What am I really doing here? Um, but they had changed the game that year and, and invited true long snappers in. Um, Cause in years past they've had positional players and it kind of at some point kind of got like, we really need to evaluate these guys a little bit more. And, and it kind of helped with the combine and, you know, I expected after that to, to go to the combine. And, um, you know, the combine was, it was an experience. Uh, you know, it was kind of a you know, overwhelming at times because you walk up on stage and there's you know, two or 300 people looking at you, you know, and, and in your tights and your underwear and everything right. and getting weighed in and all, you know, taking your measurements and you can't really see them because it's pitch black and you're just up there on the stage, you know, in the lights and everything. And, and they read out your measurements and then you walk off the stage and that was about it. Um, but we were one of the first ones there and, you know, I was lucky enough to go with um, the, kicker that I had at tech as well as the punter. So all three specialists um, were at the combine at the same time, which I'm not sure has ever happened or has, has happened 
um, since then. So, yeah, and then, you know, going into the NFL was, it was, you know, tech kind of got you ready for that opportunity and everything, but then it it's just a straight business, you know, and that's where I kind of, you know, it, it, you really got to, you know, be in this and check yourself a little bit when you get up there with, you know, 30, 35, 25 year old guys that, you know, doing this for, for their money. And this is how they make their money, how they feed their families and stuff like that. Yeah. I, again, just can't imagine that, but uh, I think like any fan, they think, Oh, that's the coolest thing in the world. And uh, uh, hopefully it's some good experiences. Uh, you mentioned Frank Beamer. I'm sure we're probably going to get to that during the mentor section, but you know, Hall of Fame coach. Um, now that you are in administration, um, can you think back to any lessons that you learned from Coach Beamer that stick with you today as an athletic director? Yeah, you know, unity is one. Um, you know, because he always we always had to have the same color socks on at the same length, and he wanted everybody to look the same. Um, you know, but it was kind of an, an identity. Uh, of who we are you know and this is you know what we do and, and those kind of things and that's kind of what I try to do here is um, you know especially traveling internationally you know we want to go to these international tournaments as a unit you know as, as everybody looking the same everybody's there for the for the same goal you know and there there is that uh, social aspect to it um, you know and uh, but I don't, I don't want to take anything away from that, but, you know, we're, we're still there to compete. We're still there to you know, bring back some champions and some trophies and, and those kind of things. Um, but yeah, be a, um, and then the other one would be, you know, celebrating with your teammates. You know, that was his main, one of his main things is, you know, it, whether you score, make a big play, it doesn't matter, you know, find the next person. You know, find the find the person because there's always some opportunity for them to do what they had to do to, for you to do your job, you know, and to make that play or, or score that touchdown and, and celebrate with them and, you know, and, and recognize their hard work and, and that, those kind of things. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. You know, as a longtime football coach, uh, those are lessons that, you know, you want your student athletes to take with you for the rest of their life. For our listeners, our guest today is Nick Leeson. He is a certified athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at the American International School of Abuja, and that's in Nigeria. We're going to take our first break, but we're going to be back with some more, so please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Go to hometownticketing.com. And they will show you how to set up and sell your tickets for all your events, not just athletic events, but things like school plays and concerts, school dances, even graduation. And the best thing, Hometown is going to provide you with a dedicated client success manager that's going to give you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device. Go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our podcast code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. 
create custom content for your school's social media channel. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Once again, our guest is Nick Leeson. He's the athletic director at the American International School of Abuja, and that's in Nigeria. Nick, uh, I could sit and talk to you about, you know, your football career and, and just football in general for hours, but uh, our listeners would, uh, you know, probably never come back after listening to me that long. Uh, let's talk about you. Um, after football is over with, you know, what'd you do? How'd you get involved in uh, education and how in the heck did you end up in Nigeria? Yeah, so my my route is, is probably not the most conventional uh, road that that anybody's ever traveled. Um, you know, after playing, it, actually before the NFL, you know, I was wanted to be a pharmacist. So I had planned to go to pharmacy school. Did I did everything like that? But then after playing, I was you know I was tired of going to school, so I wanted a break. Um, and then you know through through playing football and everything, you know I wanted to be a coach. I uh, kind of got that got that itch um, and so during that time um, you know in order to be a coach you had to be a teacher type of type of route so I took some classes got uh, got certified and um, my parents were actually living in Charlotte North Carolina at the time so moved back down there after leaving New York and got a job in CMS uh, at Olympic uh, High School and you know, started coaching football down there and got into track and started being a head coach in track. Um, you know, moved on to, to Mallet Creek High School in Charlotte, which was at the time kind of a, a powerhouse, you know, kind of right off the heels of Independence High School. Um, you know, Coach Paul, Palmieri, Mike Palmieri, you know, built a great program there. He kind of brought me in under his wing a little bit, um, you know, and, and so that was a great experience because, you know, that we had some very high profile athletes, you know, especially on the football side, uh, you know, going through and, um, you know, I met my wife in uh, 2014. Um, so then, you know, she had always wanted to go overseas to teach, um, but I was a bit hesitant at time, you know, at, at when she started going at it because, you know, we were right in the midst of state state playoff run and everything like that. So I wanted to focus on football first. Uh, as soon as football was over with, we were in 2016, we were uh, planning, we were getting married in April. Uh, we went to a job fair in January up to Boston. Um, and we, so we walked in and, and, you know, we had looked at other schools internationally, you know, China, Europe, um, some of those places as well in Asia. Um, but we walked in and there was a job in Brazil where you had to be an athletic director and a math teacher and you had to be a couple. So my, my wife teaches math. Um, and so we talked about, it, you know, and I hadn't been an athletic director before, you know, my dad had been an athletic director and assistant principal and, and everything like that. And so I was like, well, why not? You know, let's try it out. Let me interview for it. Um, so we ended up getting the job. Um, so we moved to Brazil four months after we got married in 2016 uh which with brazil was a great great uh experience um we would love to go back we ended up having our, our son brooks in 2018 down there or 2017 sorry and um you know my position as a 
international or expat athletic director wasn't necessarily approved on the by the uh, head of school that hired us. Um, so it's a little bit more of a cost because that position had always been a, a local hire. Um, so it's a little bit more of a cost and put a little bit more of a constraint budgetary wise on the school. Um, so they, at the end of our contract, they, they moved it back to a local hire position. Um, and then we bounced over to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia for two years in, in 2018. Um, had our daughter Charlotte there in 2020 or, you know, January of 2020, right before the world exploded uh, with COVID and everything. Um, so uh, we were actually, um, when Jess, my wife, when she was pregnant with Charlotte, we went to a job fair in, in um, Dubai in November. And we had actually interviewed for this position in Nigeria coming out of 2018, um, but they had went in an, another direction. So we came back in 2020 or 2019 and uh, going into 2020 and they still had, they had the same position. And so we interviewed for it again and, uh, you know, talked with the head of school and says so like, we know, I should have should have hired you two years ago. Uh, it would have saved a lot of a lot of issues that took place here. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of and we've been here. Uh, we've been here for this our going on our third year. Um, yeah, and and it's been it's been there's been some struggles, you know, with with COVID and uh, being there nationally and everything like that, and not being able to travel as, as you know, because most of our um, athletic competitions or international competitions where we travel to other countries, you know, because we're in a West, Western, West African activities conference, uh, which includes our school here in Abuja, uh, the American International School in Lagos, uh, the International School of Dakar in Senegal, uh, Lincoln Community School in Ghana, and the um, International Community School in Abidjan in Cote d'Ivoire. Um, but all of that was shut down for the first two years I was here, you know, and I was kind of, we were kind of skeptical after our two-year uh, initial contract, you know, because there was a lot of, lot of schools that, you know, didn't necessarily need an athletic director because there was no athletics taking place. Um, so we were a bit worried at that, at, you know, that that may happen, but, um, you know, I was able to do some things here to, to keep that going the athletic wise here, especially our first year, we had some, um, you know, some voluntary practices, uh, you know, kind of kept with the, with the COVID protocols and kept them in small pods and small groups and those kind of things. And, um, you know, last year we were still in the midst of COVID and, and getting ready to come out and we ended up having a, a local competition here with our, the, the American School in Lagos. Um, so we brought them up for a basketball tournament and then a track and field event. And then we went, followed up and went back down there a couple of weeks later with uh, swimming and soccer. So, you know, it has started and then we get this year and everything happened this year. Yeah, um, I, 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 w I would love to go into that. We'll talk off camera if uh, if you if you want to take us down that road. Um Again, from an international school perspective, uh, I, I think many of our listeners, they understand that your competitions, you know, you're not going cross town, you know, you're going out of the country, you know, you're, you're, you're really traveling. Um, mm -hmm. What's the makeup 
of your school um say as far as you know um uh, locals versus, you know, international students, you know, say American families that are there. And how's that compared to some of the other schools that you compete against? Um, so our school, we're, we're kind of a, a smaller school. So we're, we're um, pre-K through 12. Uh, we've got around a little over 400 total in our school. So we're about, um, uh, no, nah, it's, yeah, about, yeah. So we're about, uh, 225 middle uh, 6 through 12 and then the rest are, are you know pre-k through but fifth grade um as far as our breakup we've got we're probably about um we're a bit a lot more diverse than some of the other schools that i've been at um you know i think we've got close to uh, 50 60 different nationalities that, that attend our school uh, we are associated associated with the um, State Department and the overseas um, department. Uh, so you know we we share our, we're here with the U.S. Embassy, so we get some of their support. Um, a lot we've got a lot of Americans and, and a lot of other um, diplomatic students because you know Abuja is the the capital of Nigeria, so we've got a lot of a lot of different embassies that uh, attend our school here. Um, but I, I'd say we're, you know, probably around 60, 70% um, lo or local. Um, it might be a little bit lower than that, but and then the rest would be international wise. Um, you know, throughout West Africa, the other schools that are in our conference, uh, it's about the same, you know, because most of them are, um, have American background, you know, associated with the American, uh, U.S. State Department, um, which kind of is the one of the requirements of of our conference, uh, and and then you know, I'd say they're around the same same amount as far as local local students uh, com compared to international students, expat students. <laughs> I'm no, I'm unmuted now. Uh, professional podcaster forgets to do that. Um, again, it's just fascinating for me to to hear about the stories. And I always think back, uh, my senior year in college, you know, I had a lot of things uh, as I was graduating. I did have an opportunity to go international uh, as a coach. And they said it was assistant AD, but I think it was more coaching. And I didn't take a, I didn't take that opportunity. So I always kind of wondered what, uh, how it might've turned out. But obviously uh, it sounds like you've got a, a great thing going there. For our listeners, our guest today is Nick Leeson and he's the athletic director at the American International School of Abuja, and that's in Nigeria. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, but we're going to be back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. And when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school and our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course they love the analytics, but they loved all the tools that huddle provided for them, for their student athletes and for the programs. Go to huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to thank wall of fame by vital signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame 
is an interactive touchscreen video console that's going to highlight your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame's an extensive content program that's going to allow you to tell more compelling stories to better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And when you're ready to buy, go to the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check them out today. And we want to thank Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out the entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. There's Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course there's Snap Raise, which is their fundraising platform. We've used it with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and get started today. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Nick Leeson, International School Athletic Director from Abuja, Nigeria. Uh, Nick, you and I were talking during the break. Um, and again, for our listeners, we're recording this on April 4th. So it's going to be pretty timely when you listen to it. But this past, um, you know, summer and fall, uh, some things were happening in, in your country that I, I don't think happen uh, in most athletic directors' neighborhoods. Uh, can you maybe take us through that and, uh, you know, what it was like for you as an athletic director and even more importantly for you as a, as a husband and a father? Yeah, so, um, you know, coming off of last year, last the end of last school year, you know, we had set some things up with the American International School of Lagos down in, down in Lagos, you know, where we, we brought them up and then we went back down there. And, you know, I had a lot of things in line for the start of the year because, you know, we start uh, high school volleyball and, and middle school soccer at the beginning of the, of, of the school year. You know, and then I had talked to a lot of, uh, you know, club teams and to get get our students ready because you know with the international style you know especially here it's it, you practice 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 and then you go to these international tournaments and there's really that's the only game experience that these that our students have so you know part of my job is to kind of get them used to, to playing together before we go to these tournaments and getting them in that uncomfortable position when when they do face adversity However, you know, things happened in, in July, almost almost about two weeks before our schools was set to start. Um, we had a prison break that took place um, a, a city right up above Abuja, um, and you know, it wasn't your your you know your your neighborhood crime or burglars or anything like that. Like these were really bad guys that you know were uh kind of associated with uh, Boko Haram that that broke out um from the prison um and then they kind of you know went into the into the local hiding uh kind of the bush bushes area and, and the villages um and was was causing some things was kind of delayed our start for this school year um you know we didn't get here until um I'd say about the first part of first part of August, but we had to go online and everything was kind of shut down. 
you know, for, for me, it was kind of frustrating because I had worked so hard at the end of last year to get ready for this year. And, and it was kind of like COVID all over again, where everything's just swept underneath your feet and, and, and you're kind of just sitting there. What are we really, what are we doing um, type of deal? Um, but the, you know, some security things kind of, kind of cleared up, um, you know, the, the local police force and the national uh, army here in Nigeria kind of, kind of cleaned it up and we were able to get started again. Um, you know, and we got our volleyball going, I got, you know, we had a couple of tournaments, small little tournaments here, um, with some of the, the local, uh, other international schools here in Abuja. And, and, you know, we were really streamlining in the, in the, great direction for you know for our volleyball tournament is going to take place um you know and, and the sad thing is you know we were actually set to host the tournament uh this year for volleyball um but i had to make the call at the end of end of august um to kind of move it to the to the next host school uh which which was in abidjan at the um international community school so you know and that was that was kind of the first first hit is you know we didn't get to host the the Weissel tournament here um so then we're moving it and you know things there were some things that kind of took place um at our last tournament that that you know it was kind of eyebrow raising a little bit um security wise and, and um you know there were some things that took place and you know I get I get the call that weekend on that Sunday um that we're going virtual and this, and we were supposed to set, we were set to leave um, the following Wednesday to, to go, to go to Abidjan for our volleyball tournament. And, and um, so we're going back virtual again because of some, some issues that, were, that took place. And um, yeah, and then it, one thing kind of led to another thing and, and, and everything kind of steamrolled all of a sudden in the next couple of days. And, um, you know, we had to pull out of our, of our tournament um, because we were being um, evacuated back to the U.S. because the things weren't uh, safe here. And, and the embassy kind of pulled out and, and um, first started as an involuntary leave. And then, it, you know, it, it kind of turned into a mandatory leave. So our school followed, followed with them. And, um, you know, we were, we were emergency evacuated out of, out of Abuja due to some security issues that, that were taking place. And, um, you know, we had to cancel our, our trip, um, but it wasn't just volleyball that, that it affected. We had, you know, swimming was coming, was going to go to Dakar, uh, middle of November. We had a band trip that was, that I was planning to, to go and our already in process to, um, to, to go back up to Dakar at the end of November. And all of those had to be canceled. Um, you know, and it was a shock because, you know, our students here, they haven't been able to travel or, or participate in any event um, until since what, February of 2020, right before COVID took place. So, I mean, you're looking two and a half years that our students haven't been able to do anything uh, or travel or, or compete or, or interact with, you know, peers from, from other schools here in West Africa. Uh, and that was hard. It was it was a tough tough pill to swallow, um, you know. And it wasn't necessarily just because of, you know all the the back work and the hard work that went in to set up these trips and 
you know, getting visas processed and, and um, you know, airfare and hotel reservations and all that thing. It was more of, of you know, the heartbreak for the, for our kids and our students, um, you know, because they worked so hard at the beginning of this year in volleyball and, um, and just have that, you know, because it was, you know, at least with COVID, like it, it happened around the world. Right. So it affected everybody, um, you know, but here it was it was an isolated situation to where, you know, we really didn't fully understand why it was happening, uh, you know, or, or how or, or what the reason behind it was was causing it to happen. Um, you know, and, and it was heartbreaking. Like I was, uh, you know, I was I was I was a couple of dark days there uh, when I had to make that make that call, you know, because we were holding off at the last minute, you know, maybe things would, would get better. But it just it just it just didn't. And, and, you know, our head of school had to make the call as well as along with our board. Um, and so, the, you know, to, to drop that and not being able to, to travel and compete you know, for the first time in two years was was a tough pill, you know, and having to, to look at our our volleyball players and our swimmers and just seeing the, you know, the, the hurt in their eyes, you know, and having those conversations with them. Um, it was rough. So, you know, we were, we were evacuated for um, the end of November, end of October. Uh, we didn't get back here until January of this year. Um, and I, as soon as, you know, I stopped, I started talking, you know, to our admin prior to us arriving back and to, you know, because we've got a, a basketball international tournament that took place at the end of January, 1st of February and, and trying to see if, you know, would we be able to travel for that? Um, but we got to go ahead as soon as we, you know, got back in, in country and, and here on campus, um, you know, we went straight to work, you know, a good, lot of, lot of credit to our coaches and, and our students and families as well. Um, you know, we had three weeks, to prepare to practice, you know, that included tryouts and, and kind of because we were only allowed to take 10, you know, and, you know, we had 15 that came out, you know, boys on boys side, another, you know, 15, 17 on the girls side, you know, we had to cut you know, one week of tryouts, you know, back in the old days where, you know, we try out for a week and that, that is what it is type of deal. Yep. Um, but, you know, we had, so we had that and then we had, you know, two and a half weeks to practice, uh, you know, and we went, went there and, you know, with everything that took place prior to, to our tournament and, and the way the tournament went, you know, I couldn't be as, as proud as our, our students and, and our coaches uh, for handling that situation. You know, our girls came in second, uh, our boys finished third, um, had a chance to, to go to the finals. We lost on a last second behind the back kind of rebound put back with, you know, two seconds left in the semifinal game to go to the finals the girls made it you know they lost their very first game in the tournament and worked their way all the way back um to reach the finals um you know and and they end up getting nominated as the um sportsmanship team uh, of the tournament you know our girls did and you know so everything that took place prior and having the volleyball season because you know and the thing with international is you know a lot of our kids play a lot of sports, you know, they're involved with any, everything, you know, whether it's, it's soccer, volleyball, basketball, drama production, band, MUN, anything like that. They're all involved. Um, so having that, you know, we had a lot of kids that did the, um, 
we're scheduled to go on a volleyball trip. Um, so having that volleyball trip taken away and then coming back and, and, and competing the way we did, and, you know, at the beginning of February at, the, at our tournament in, in Ghana, you know, I couldn't, have been, like I said, I couldn't have been as, as proud as I was, um, you know, with the way they prepared themselves, the where they competed, the way they faced adversity and overcame the situation. Um, you know, my wife was, I had to talk her into to coaching basketball when we got back here, um, you know, so which, which caused a, another issue family-wise because, you know, we have two small ones and we couldn't just leave them behind, you know, especially after what happened um, at the first semester. Uh, so we, we took them with us and, and, you know, and our, our players, you know, they were like big brothers and big sisters to, to Brooks and Charlotte. And, and it was great to see, you know, and, and, you know, with, especially with Jess coaching and then I was running around doing some AD stuff and, you know, the kids were there watching them and taking them and, you know, uh, taking them to the playground, letting them play, let them run around. And, and, and it was great to see, you know, and it's kind of what we needed as a community, you know, especially here. Uh, it's what our kids needed, you know, and it's what my two individual kids kind of needed because they were, when we got back from in January, they were kind of struggling because every time we FaceTimed our, our, our parents, their, their grandparents was, you know, when are we going back to your house? When can you come pick me up? those kind of questions started to rise from, from Brooks and Charlotte. Um, but it was, you know, it, and with them going and, and being part of that trip, it, it provided that distraction that we as a family needed. Um, but also, uh, you know, as a school, it's what we needed a distraction as, from a school sp uh, standpoint and then as well as a community standpoint. Yeah. Again, I, th I think most of our listeners, they can relate to, you know, challenges with scheduling and, and maybe a game getting canceled because of a rain out or something like that. But, you know, those uh, those types of challenges, uh, there, there's no book for that. You know, that that's not something they're going to teach you in your undergrad or even in a even in a NIAAA LTC uh, course, uh, whether it is international or not. Appreciate you sharing all that. Yeah. Um Nick, we're going to, or we're going to do this, uh, later in the podcast, uh, subject wise, we're kind of out of order, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and connect with you, maybe find out a little bit more about your experience as an AD, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? I'd be through email. Um, I do have a, a international phone number, so I can I'll give you both of those. Um, so email, you can reach me at, uh, Nicholas dot Leeson with two E's L E E S O N at A I S A B U J A dot com. Uh, that's my school address and uh, email. And then my international phone number is uh, 980-288-0897. So I guess the message is there um, as well. So either, either one of the two, um, you know, my, my AD route probably hasn't been, as normal as anybody else's uh, i've definitely faced a lot more challenges um, internationally wise than, than some of the other ones as well so yeah anything that anything they have questions on or any advice or anything like that feel free well and nick's uh, information is also available for niaa members on the niaa portal so you can check that out as well uh, our guest is nick leeson certified athletic administrator international ad from abuja Nigeria. We're going to take another break, but we're coming back with some more. So stay with us. 
This is the Educational AD Podcast. <laughs> we want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. Uh, we've got one in our gym. It's probably the best purchase I ever made as an AD. Uh, of course, we use it for home events, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. Their products are tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their boards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Final Forms for their support. Go to finalforms.com slash jake, and they're going to show you how to prepare for your best season ever. Whether you're an athletic director, a school superintendent, even an IT professional, Final Forms has got the tools to help you. Uh, as an AD, uh, Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like uh, mobile accessibility. they got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to someone who's walked in your shoes, someone who gets it. For more information, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Nick, one of the things that we like to do is give our guests a chance to uh, acknowledge the mentors that they've had in their career. None of us get to where we're at on our own. Um, who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? Ah, well, you know, first and foremost would, would, would be my father. Um, you know, he was growing up, he was, uh, you know, a teacher, a PE teacher and a coach and football coach, basketball coach, baseball coach, he kind of did everything. And, um, it was kind of kind of because of him that I actually didn't want to be a teacher. Um, you know, and just but it's not necessarily a negative thing, but just seeing, you know, the, all the hard work that he had to do and some of the stuff that he had to put up with and those kind of things. Um, you know, especially in, in, in small Southwest Virginia, not fully being recognized for, for, for those efforts and everything like that. So, um, but not, but then, you know, once I finally got into this position and education that, you know, having him as that backboard, um, you know, bouncing ideas off of him, especially when I became an athletic director and he'd been an athletic director prior to this, um, you know, and some of the things that, you know, I necessarily didn't expect to experience, um, but having him there to kind of bounce some things off as well. So, you know, he would be one, um, you know, obviously all my, you know, football coaches up at Tech, uh, you know, um, Coach Beamer, Coach Foster, uh, you know, Bud Foster, who's on, should be another Hall of Fame coach as well, uh, football coach, uh, John Boleyn, who at the time, I think he's now one of the the next in line, uh, AD or associate AD or assistant AD um, at Tech, but he was our kind of uh, in charge, he was Coach, coach Beamer's right-hand man uh, at Tech, and and it's kind of, you know, from him logistically, uh, I learned a lot of stuff, you know, setting up um, some hotels and travel reservations. Now that I'm internationally, you know, looking back at some of those things and kind of incorporating some of the stuff that he, he has done. Um, 
you know, obviously, you know, Mike Palmieri, the, you know, the head coach of Mallet Creek, who's now down in Georgia. Um, yeah, um, uh, Phil Devanzo, who was, he actually gave me, once I got the job for Brazil, uh, he allowed me to kind of be his assistant AD for that second semester to kind of, you know, experience some issues and experience some things uh, prior to becoming that. Um, you know, as, as far as internationally wise, um, you know, especially here, uh, Eric Rodin, when I first, he was the AD at um, uh, Lagos when I got here and having to work with him and, um, you know, which, you know, he's got a vast experience of internationally um, being an AD internationally. Uh, so having him uh, within our conference um, and, and there's a lot of others uh, as well. Yeah, it, it um, never amazes me how many people, as you start talking about, you know, the mentors that have impacted your life, you know, there's that one, there's this one. And hopefully it's ongoing and also begins to uh, come full circle where you begin to mentor, you know, that next generation of coaches and ADs. Yeah. Um, Nick, we um, also, the podcast, we try to uh, share best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you do at your school uh, that you are particularly proud of uh, that you can share with our listeners? Uh, any best practices come to mind? Yeah. So, and I kind of, I kind of got it from, you know, coach Paul Mary at Mallet Creek is, you know, I, what I am proud of here and, you know, my students may not, you know, my student athletes may not fully see it now. Um, they they kind of argue with me at, at times, but I, I try to put them prior to our tournaments or anything you know, in, in that losing situation, that rough situation, you know, where your back's against the wall, uh, you may be playing up a level uh, or anything like that, um, you know, because I'd rather have somebody experience adversity and see what they're going to do here than when we get to these tournaments and them facing that adversity, that challenge, and not fully knowing what to do at that moment. Um, so I, you know, I try to put my students in, in, in a tough situation. Uh, you know, I try to schedule uh, tough games for them. You know, and I learned that from Coach Palmer because he, you know, he wanted to play the best. Um, you know, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best, and and it kind of prepares you for those. You know, whether it be a, a state final match or a football game or anything like that, or a playoff run, especially you know, in, in football when it's you know. November, December, and, you know, you're still out on the football field with Thanksgiving and those kind of things. I mean, it's cold and, you know, your friends are, aren't, you know, they're in, inside where it's warm, but you, you've got to struggle it out on there. And so facing those adversities, facing those tough challenges, um, you know, and don't be afraid to schedule, you know, a, a, a team that you, you may think you may not beat, but because your, your students may, they're going to surprise you. You know, they're teenagers. They're going to do some things that, um, you know, you, you may not know that they're able to do. So put them in that situation before the, um, you know, before they get into that situation. So this way you know how they're going to handle it. And, then, you know, if they handle it wrong, which some of them may, you have that opportunity to, to, to correct it, to talk about it and, and do those kind of things. Um, you know, another one would be, you know, kind of, you know, trust your coach, let, you know, let your coaches coach. 
type of deal. You know, you put them in that situation, you know, let them do what they got to, what the, that you put them in there for. That's why you put them in there. Um, you know, and I've got a lot of, a lot of trust in our coaches here. Um, you know, and especially, you know, internationally, it's a little bit different internationally than it is in the U S um, you know, we, uh, you know, the, the pay isn't as great as it is in the U S um, you know, and then they're really, you know, and it's a tough, it's tough being a, a coach internationally. You really gotta, um, you have a passion for it, um, you know, because you got long days and then, you know, teaching a lot of AP classes and then going back out to practice and staying, staying afterwards. Um, but, you know, I got a lot of respect for our, our coaches here and a lot of trust for our coaches here as well. Well, that's some great, great advice. And uh, again, uh, this has been really cool getting to spend some time with you, getting to know you just a little bit, uh, but we're not done yet. We always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. And you certainly you know, know your way around the world of athletics, but uh, we're going to take our final break here from athletic surveys. And when we come back, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's take that final break. And when we come back, we're going to find out what uh, international athletic director, Nick Leeson is going to put into his athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to thank athletic surveys for their support of the podcast. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve every aspect of your department. Athletic directors usually only hear from that 2%, that squeaky wheel parent or a frustrated athlete, and we need to hear from them so we can affect positive change. But we also need to hear from the 98% that love and support all the things that we do, and that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're gonna create a custom survey for your school it allows you to take the pulse of the parents and the student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have been visiting with Nick Leeson. He's a certified athletic administrator and he's the director of athletics at the American International, <clears throat> excuse me, American International School in Abuja, Nigeria. Uh, he shared uh, a little bit of the life of the international AD, but right now I'm going to task him with sending out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only going to let him put three things in their toolbox. So Nick, what three items are going to go in your new athletic director toolbox? Uh, this is, you know, this is a tough one to, to narrow down just to three, um, you know, but internationally wise, you know, you got to control what you can control. You know, and stick with that, especially internationally, because there's always going to be something that arises that is out of your control, um, whether it's a, a flight delay, um, you know, or a hotel booking that somebody else already booked, and then or anything like that. Um, you know, referees actually not showing up on time and, and delaying the start of the game. Uh, or bus breakdowns from visiting schools that are getting here um, or anything like that, or, or, or having you know, security issues that may kick you out of country. 
Um, but you know, control what you're what you can control on, uh, and 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 don't let that affect you with what you have to do moving forward. Uh, you know, that would be be my first one, uh, and the second one's kind of added on to that is, you know, um, to be adjustable. You know, be adjustable to the situation around you. Um, you know, as, as well as you know, you know adjusting to to mistakes that you may have may have had in the past you know i know i've, I've made my when i first got into it you know as a, a brand new ad in brazil you know there were some things that i was all going gun ho to kind of change some things that took place but um it, it, it just didn't go the way i wanted it to go you know but you know i've learned and, and adjusted that to where i am now you know and, and kind of taken not a fast track approach, but kind of step back to see how things um, play out and, and then adjust those the way I see it. Um, but being adjusted, you know, uh, adjusting to your situation, adjusting to your, to your environment, um, you know, adjusting to your, your population, because it's, especially internationally, it's going to change year after year. Um, you know, especially with, with where I'm at, you know, we've got, you know, our embassy here, they're only on two-year posts, and so every two years we get a new influx of you know students. That you know we may lose some students, but we, we may gain some students. So being you know adjusting with that, and, and um, you know the third one is it's it's kind of um, your one that I'm still working on. Um, uh, yeah, and, and my wife will, will attest to this, but um, you know leave it here you know you know you got to be where your feet are uh, you know be, you know you know leave the job at the desk and, and not bring it home and then don't bring your home issues to to the desk you know so because especially with you know as a, as a as a you know a new father with, with two young ones and and you know not allowing the work habits to to affect them because they're you know you're you're not coach to them you know your dad you know your mom um so they they fully don't they don't fully understand some of the issues that that may arise or some of the things that you can't control um but but spend time with them and and have fun with them um you know and then when when it's time to do what you got to do and um uh, especially at, at the, at the office is, you know, get it done within when you have that time. And then I've got, I've got another one, which I'm sure everybody, all the other ADs will, will attest to this is, is get out of the office when you can, you know, go visit your, visit your, um, you know, your facilities, walk around your facilities, check them out to make sure everything's intact. You know, we just put in a brand new artificial turf field, um in september this past this past september you know there's there's some things that got left behind that that are some ob sharp objects that are in the turf that that i find uh, throughout my walks um you know there's some issues on our courts that that, that arise um so get, don't just stay in the office get out of the office walk around be be seeable be viewable in the hallways with your students because the more interactions you have with them the the more uh, relationships that you're able to build with them and the more trust that they have with you and the trust you have with them. 
Uh, you probably saw me uh, scribbling all those notes down. Uh, you know, great suggestions. And, you know, the, the one about, you know, work and home. Uh, you know, my wife is a career coach. Our three kids, you know, we're all, you know, high school, college athletes. Uh, you know, imagine that. But uh, still looking back too many times, you know, uh, I was an AD instead of being a dad. I was a head football coach instead of being a dad. So great, great advice. Uh, you know, for all our listeners out there, including the the old guys like me. Yeah, that's, Nick, that's one oh, I'm, st I'm still working on. I'm still working on that one. Um, you know, I haven't fully fully developed it, but it's still still work in progress. And my wife, she's I tell you, she's the first one to let me know. Like, put your phone down, put it put it away. You know, turn it off. Do what you got to do. It'll, it'll still be there in the morning. That's right. Listen to your wife. Okay. Yes. Uh, Nick, this has been really cool. Uh, once more for our listeners and listeners, I think you got a great resource here. If one of them wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more, how do they get a hold of Nick Leeson? Uh, you can reach me um, through email, uh, nicholas.leeson, L E E S O N, at A I S A B U J A uh, dot com. Um, and then, you know, I've got an international phone number, uh, 980 288 0897 as well. And make sure you're sensitive to the uh, changes in time zones uh, when you're calling uh, Abuja, Nigeria. Uh, you know, no uh, middle of the night phone calls for Nick. Yeah. Nick, th thanks again for sharing. All the best. Um, I hope um, you can make it uh, over to Florida for the um, NIAAA conference this coming December. And uh, if you have any guest speaker for uh, any of your uh, your coaches, or your parents, hey, I, I'm uh, very much available. Would love to come over. Sounds good. Yeah, my um um. My wife's parents, they, they live in the villages. They just moved to the villages a couple of years ago. So it's right there. It should be right there beside you. Hey, we, we, are, we are not in the villages, but we're probably about 15 minutes away. So right there, okay, you know, we're you and your wife and your kids, you're going to come. We're going to take you out on the pontoon boat, uh, watch the sunset, have a beverage or two, and uh, we can talk about long snapping. How's that? Sounds good to me. We'll look you up, look, look you up this summer. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. For our listeners, uh, we uh, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we do this just about every day, and we upload the Zoom videos to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Well, that was certainly a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and again, we appreciate you listening. Please check out our sponsors, uh, and we'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Have a great day. Music.